um Read the Pod, episode 47, where we always discuss the latest Nebraska issues. I'm April, and here tonight is Melody. How are you, Melody? I'm wonderful. Happy to be Yay. here. Happy to be here. Um, <laughs> can we just say it is, I'm like feeling full spring. Mm. I'm full spring. And now it's raining. Cold. And I expect next week is just going to be flowers everywhere. Well, yeah, it's cold and all of our basements are flooded and, you know, like that's a thing. <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> all the flowers are coming back next week. I hope so. I, I for green grass, really. Yeah. I want to know, are you going to be bird watching again this year? Oh, yes. As long as the storm doesn't blow away my bird feeder, it was swinging mm. away today. <laughs> oh, no. But I've like fallen out of it. Like now I see birds we saw last spring and they're like, I can't remember the name of that one. I gotta get back into it. You better get your field guide out. What field guide do you use? Well, it's an app. Um, Merlin, like the magician and the wizard. Merlin April. Bird ID. Wow. April. <laughs> you need a field guide. A paper no, 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 no. field guide. It's amazing. No. It's amazing because it asks you like, approximately what size was the bird and it shows you like little graphics and it's like smaller than a robin larger than a robin larger than a crow and all this and you pick it and then it'll say like what was its main colors select up to three and then you like select it and then it'll show you all the possibilities and you're like that's it that's the one I would like to say I am judging you for your high-tech bird watching no 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 no, no. I am all about low-tech nature (laughs) identification Hey, I have a tree identification book, but trees don't move. When you're in a hurry to find a bird, you've got to be click, click, clacking. I love those um, laminated field guides that you can usually get at state parks. Mm -hmm. I love those. Yeah, we have a couple of those for the kids in the car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just know I'm judging you. It's fine. Do, do, you know, you can do you, but I (laughs) do judge you very harshly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. Um, hey, I was wondering if you're enjoying the microchip embedded in your arm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I got the first vaccine and being in group 1B here. And um, I don't, I can't tell. And obviously my arm was sore for like a day, which is like common with a flu shot even. But um. I think maybe my other shoulder and my whole neck and shoulders were kind of sore. But again, if that's the worst I had, I don't care. I had happened to take a day off from my life on that day. It just happened to a line that I had already told my husband, like, I'm going to a hotel and you're not going to call me. And I'll be back the minute, the latest minute, they'll let me stay at that hotel. Yes. And I watched TV. And I, I didn't even really eat dinner. I was just like tired. I just wanted to be alone. And it was oh. wonderful. And um, 
yeah and so I don't know I was my shoulders and stuff were kind of sore but like I didn't really do anything I just laid around so maybe maybe it was just me being tired I I mean I was reading up on the vaccine and it's like amazing how it works like it is amazing that science can figure out how to tell your cells to turn into pretend COVID cells and that your other cells are going to come in and then fight them in fake battles, which is why you feel bad. And then if you get a real COVID cell, your body's like, that's right. We've trained for this. Get out of here. I'm like, what? How can science do that? (laughs) That's I don't understand how that's even possible. I mean, my brain cannot even go into that kind of space where those math calculations are happening. I'm just, it's incredible to me that um, what they figured out. They're just like, we would like you to play mock war and we figured out exactly the instructions and just go ahead. Here you go. I don't know. I'm eternally grateful. And it, it sounds like there's also a very high possibility that this isn't like a one-time vaccine that might be like a flu shot where we have to get boosters every year. Um, again, because a reminder, people won't wear their masks. And every time and people you won't spread, stop eating and being inside with other people. They won't. Yeah. Restaurants is the biggest spreader of COVID. If you are not vaccinated, you're hurting people when you eat at a restaurant. Every time COVID passes from person to person, it gives it a chance to mutate. If you just simply wear your mask and stop doing risky behaviors, it can't leap around. Like I was looking at the data for Lancaster County and we're still like at 300 cases a week. Yeah. Even though people can be outside now, even though a bunch of people are vaccinated, it, the numbers are not dropping. They're just it's not nearly just enough doing... vaccinated. But yes, people are just doing what they want to do. Ugh, I'm also really frustrated. In case you haven't figured this out, listeners, we're talking vaccines today. But um, with another thing that I'm really frustrated about is people being like, how do I say this? I think I can say this. Someone I know uh, went to uh, Disney World um, like five days after getting their first vaccine shot. And when people were saying like, uh, this seems like a bad idea, you know, Florida still has a lot of COVID. And they were like, he said, well, I just got my vaccine. It's, I got my vaccine. I'm back. No, he said, I'm vaccinated. And, you know, person I'm with already had it. And all I said was, uh, your vaccine was five days ago. You ain't protected yet. Mm-mm. And then it was all, oh, I know, I know. But, 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 well, okay. You're going to rationalize this to yourself you're still not following guidelines. That's God's Uh, honest truth. And also the reason there's a gap between when you get vaccinated and when you are considered fully vaccinated, like it's actually working, is because your body's having internal fake battles training itself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like if, you know, you don't send someone off to be an Olympic champion because they took swimming lessons at 10. Like you have to do the work. To be like, oh, great, now I'm going to win at this. I'm going to be a champion. Uh, you have to train. And that's what your body's doing. That's why it needs that time so that it can be strong enough to protect you when a real corona gets in there. Mm-hmm. 
and your body's gonna be like, oh, hell no. Bink! Get out of here. I'm a little nervous about schools. Um, you know, like colleges did not have a spring break so that the kids wouldn't leave and come back with COVID and all that. Um, but schools didn't stop that. And I know a lot of people who flew somewhere over spring break. Ew. No, a lot, a lot. And um, not vaccinated people and even people who were but aren't fully vaccinated. And I'm, I'm just so I'm nervous about this. And I'm so glad it sounds like, I mean, a good, if majority of educators got their vaccines this week. They're not fully vaccinated. That's so true. that's the problem. So but, some educators before that was announced were getting their vaccine elsewhere and we're getting and some older were getting um, the two dose shots. And then it was just recently that they opened it up to all the educator ages. And they were at least locally here, a lot of them got the one shot Johnson and Johnson, which does take longer to work. I mean, but doesn't have a second dose. So they're not fully them. vaccinated yet either. No, take any of them. Oh my god. I literally have no preference. I'm like, no. Can and I honestly, like I'm on my way. There's not a single doctor or some medical person who hasn't said, Well, you should really wait out for this one. No, 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 no. Our entire nation depends on all of us taking it as soon as we can. Which brings us wait. to our main argument today. So we hate Pete Ricketts. We hate Pete Ricketts, and here's one more reason. So recently, we hate Pete Ricketts and here's one more reason. I thought, <laughs> I'm going to make that the title of this podcast. I'm writing it down right now, April. I'm writing it down. Maybe put some for a subtitle that vaccine. So, <laughs> um, so his big thing lately was, and yet he's been particularly, uh, maybe callous is the word, in teachers and educators at all levels. You know, we're talking daycare through university level or getting vaccinated. Um, even particularly callous about when and how they should get them and putting it off. And so educators around the country have already been working and pressuring and their unions have been pressuring Biden because, you know, Biden wants schools open and they're like, fine, get us a vaccine, right? And um, golly, what was it like a week and a half ago, all of a sudden Biden says, hey, guess what? You have to open to teachers. And boom, all of these places were ready to go. And so within also, like two days. Like, just to interrupt your story for a second, like a key thing you said there was the unions pressured, not a bunch of individuals just called no. President Biden. No, no, it took the power that unions have because they represent a millions Collective. of whoever, you know, is the union is representing, in this case, teachers, that's what the power of a union can do is somebody can walk in the room and say, I have 50,000 people behind me. You and I are going to have a talk. Mm-hmm. That's the now, power other of unions. States, some states had already opened to educators before, the, before Biden announced that, but Biden had to announce it because of states like ours that wouldn't. And some states were very, very slowly doing it. And in fact, Nebraska's had a mishmash of what I've heard about people around the state that rural, and I can't say this is a blanket statement, but there are some rural areas where a lot of educators got vaccinated right away because of the way Ricketts allotted the doses. Um, didn't and, really line and, up with the population and how many people wanted the vaccine, which they were moving ridiculous. On. 100% of people should take the vaccine, but go on. 
they were moving on to group 1B, every mm -hmm. health, um, what do they call them? Department? Health region? Health? Oh, health, like, it, what is it? It's a health region, a health sector, a health, there's like um, 29 of them. Yeah. A health district, whatever it is. Might be district, but anyway. Every single one of them had moved on to group 1B early on in the vaccine rollout, except Omaha and Lincoln. Every single one of them, and you know, because for the broader they context, had enough vaccines to do it. Yeah, and they should have moved those vaccines back to Lincoln, Omaha, uh, so we could finish up our healthcare worker group. Because the reality is, there's mm -hmm. not enough healthcare everywhere else in the state, and the healthcare workers of Omaha and Lincoln they carried the weight of government ineptitude and social disregard of public health measures, they carried the yep. weight of that for the past year. And we, as a state, the state government, Pete Ricketts, he prioritized them last. He let other people get vaccinated before them. Mm -hmm. And that is and so, really, really terrible. And so by the time Biden made this announcement, Lincoln and Omaha were pretty much getting done. I think they were done with, um, what's it called, healthcare but they had just barely started opening up to 1B. Like it was so restricted. You still had to be 60 over 65, but it's a 1B category and crap like that. Mm -hmm. And Biden opened it up and all these people who were literally have been waiting and waiting for this vaccine just crushed, including myself. I was eligible, I'm getting the vaccine. The sooner I get mm -hmm. it, the sooner it helps everybody else too. We still were always hearing things in Lincoln and Omaha on how to get these. And so um, some people, and I, I'll say I'm included, traveled out of our home city to get a vaccine um, because I was eligible and they told me I could. So why wouldn't I? If I have the and time and the ability, that makes it easier for those people in my city who don't have the time and ability. And then it helps distribute those poorly distributed vaccines elsewhere. And the so, other thing is when Pete Ricketts launched um, talking points mm -hmm. about the vaccine. And we have a copy of this video on the same yes, blog. Do. He said from day one that the reason Nebraska was not using the federal vaccination distribution from infrastructure, FEMA. yeah, mm -hmm. was that we, he expected people would get doses in different places. Like maybe you'd go to Scott's Bluff for one and go to Omaha for the other. He well, said that's that. a big drive, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's what he said. Um, I mean, that is verbatim what he said, and people can go watch the tape. Well, now, you know, carry on with your story, if you'd yes. like. And now he's like, he's saying, oh, this is like vaccine tourism, and you need, you guys need to stop that, blah, blah, blah. And here's what Melody and I want listeners to know. There's no such thing as vaccine tourism. No. In fact, we compared it to what we were talking about with the hospitals taking the brunt, our Lincoln and Omaha area hospitals taking the brunt of this pandemic because there's no healthcare elsewhere. Was it healthcare tourism when people in, I don't know, let's make it up, Beatrice had to come to Lincoln to get, to go to the hospital with COVID? No, it was healthcare, period. Right. It was and not everyone, healthcare is a right. It's not a privilege, That's it's a right. right. And, um, you have a right to get healthcare. Was it healthcare tourism when I took a child to Children's Hospital for a procedure they didn't offer in Lincoln because we don't have a Children's Hospital here? 
Is that no. tourism? No. And that's what and that's why we're saying the whole argument is BS. So don't let anybody tell you that there's mm-hmm. such a thing as vaccine tourism or even healthcare tourism. It's not a no. thing. It's called healthcare. And here's the thing. I I'll give you myself an example. I did at first think, am I doing something wrong here? <laughs> and then I said, no, I am a person who wants medicine. We all deserve it. And if it's my turn to get medicine, I'm going to go get the medicine. And that is healthcare, period. And we're not going to let Rickage try to spin this even against his own previous statements. The point is, you go where you have to to get healthcare. If anything, the problem is that it's not spread out. Even, you know, healthcare isn't spread out around this state. There aren't even enough regular primary doctors in rural Nebraska, let alone specialists and cold storage and things like that. We yeah, just, it's we really, fundamentally reject it. It's really strange that the places with the biggest population sectors are not able to vaccinate the same groups as the rest of the state. So if if you are eligible in Shadron, Nebraska, you should be eligible in Omaha. You should be eligible in Lincoln. And mm-hmm. if you're not, then we need to recalibrate. We're one state. It is incredibly un- inequitable. It's just inequitable. Mm-hmm. But to somehow blame it on the citizens who are right. trying to take care of themselves and their loved ones, that's not the problem. It's a systemic problem yep. of healthcare not being where the people are. So we are Whether here to affirm Vaccines you. not allocated. Exactly. Whether that's vaccines not allocated to the populist places or whether that is not enough doctors and hospitals out in rural areas. That's a systemic problem. And that is not a you problem. If you're in Lincoln and Omaha and you want to travel to get your vaccine, we're saying we affirm you. You are ethically on the right side of history. You should feel no guilt. And also for anybody who is thinking about the economics of the situation, We're sure if you go out to Walmart in a town that isn't yours, you're probably going to buy a bag of chips and a sandwich while you're there. You might walk by something and go, oh, hmm, at this high V that I'm at, that's not in my town that I traveled to, I actually did need to pick up bread. I'm just going to grab that one. Or I filled up my gas tank. Yep. I went through their drive-thru. Don't eat lunch inside of a diner. No. Until you're fully vaccinated, but go ahead and grab a carryout order and eat it in your car, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. Um, spread the city money out to the rural places. That's completely acceptable. You yeah. are ethically on the right side of history. When it is your turn, do everything possible to get your vaccine as fast as possible. I also want to point out that a lot of other states don't have it this shitty. Some do, some don't. I heard read today that we're number 23 for vaccine distribution, which is not great. It's also not the worst, but like considering we have some of the world's top hospitals and doctors and infectious disease experts, you'd think maybe a governor could listen to them, but guess not. We're not known for good politics, apparently. Um, For Iowa, y'all, you could drive there right now. Iowa is already moving on. Their educators were done before ours, and they're already moving on to anyone with um, 
pre-existing conditions. Right. I can think of so dang many people I care about and am worried about in Nebraska who would be able to have this vaccine already if we could just keep up with crappy Iowa. How bad is it when we can't keep up with crappy Iowa? I'm pretty sure I even heard South Dakota was doing better. And South Dakota didn't believe in coronavirus, basically. And like had the highest mortality rate. What the heck? Wasn't it South Dakota? It wasn't North Dakota. (laughs) I don't know. One of them. Somewhere up north. They were very similar. I'll just say that. Um, Yeah, I will say it is really, I am... I certainly have vaccine envy because I'm going to be like in the last group. Um, but my husband just got his COVID vaccine. He goes to the, he's an educator and he's in front of students and it, he's been the biggest risk for our family. And it just feels so relieving to think our family is more protected. So I am mm-hmm. just, Oh, I'm so relieved. Um, and I would request if you see your friends, your family, your loved ones, I know that those of us who are not vaccinated and maybe there are some serious health reasons that you're just extra worried, even more worried than I am about you know, my own situation. Uh, that definitely exists out there. I, I really do want to encourage everybody to just, you know, just don't, don't crap on people's joy. <laughs> Can we, can we say don't crap on people's joy? Yeah. I'm seeing this on, you know, I'm seeing this on Facebook where somebody will say, oh, I've got my vaccine. And then it's 10 comments going, should, it would be nice if I got mine. How did you, or how did you get it already? Why are you qualified? You know what? Just shut your mouth. People are crying when they go get their vaccines because they are so relieved. And I, we all want that relief, but do not let Pete Ricketts put divisions between you and the people that you love and don't shit on their happiness. You're going to get your turn. Don't shit on their happiness. It is not your friend and your loved one's fault that they got to go before you. It's not their fault. It is the Pete Ricketts fault. So don't shit on your friend's joy. Shit on Pete Ricketts. Right. It's that punch up thing. Punch up. (laughs) It's always punch up, not down or lateral. Right. It's not their fault. Just be joyful. That's one more person who can't infect you and won't get infected themselves and have permanent yep. lung damage. And we don't even know. We don't even know. I mean, if you remember when 9-11 happened, people died for decades from like first responders from all the smoke damage. And it took a long time to really understand how many people died from that one event. That's going to be the same for COVID. So anything you can do not to get it yourself and anything you can do to champion your loved ones who make the right choice, because there's a lot of people not getting the vaccine. We need to just keep championing it. And we need to keep doing things like if you want to have a graduation party in May, a lot of you are going to go to one or you're going to host one. Um, Ask to see people's vaccine cards. Say, I'm only letting vaccinated people come to my party. Encourage the people you love to get their shots. Like, it doesn't mean we go from like lockdown to, woo! Mm -hmm. You you know, like we can do this in stages. Like last year, there weren't graduation parties. So if this year's a small, that's a huge win. 
Maybe yeah. it's not as big as you would have liked it. And if I don't get invited, okay. <laughs> but do your part. Try to get your family vaccinated. Get your friends vaccinated. Really try to do things that encourage and say, you know what? We're going to have a girlfriend party for just th- those of us that are vaccinated. Oh, you you haven't been vaccinated yet? Well, why don't you? We'll push it out two weeks. Go get your vaccine tomorrow. And then we'll get, do the get together in two weeks from now. Just little stuff like that. It's just going to make everybody safer. I'm having my son's fourth birthday in May. I already scheduled it. I assume me, my siblings, my parents were all going to be vaccinated by then. And if we're not, then I'll, you know, reschedule the party until that's true. But I already told them, I said, you know, we're, it's going to be vaccinated. Only people that are coming. And then of course the kids, um, because I just want to make sure my own family is vaccinated Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure there's a positive incentive, not a shaming incentive to get them to do it. Yeah. And we all have a duty to each other in our own mm-hmm. ways to see, make sure everybody gets vaccinated. When you were talking about the long-term effects, I think the one that scares me the most is how they found like all these like young adults who were healthy, like college kids and athletes. Mm-hmm. So like super healthy and how they had lasting heart damage. Yeah. That scares me. They're young and healthy. Mm-hmm. and have permanent heart damage like you can't see it right right so you don't look visibly sick but what is that gonna do for decades like we can't fuck around with this I'm also hoping that after this like everyone who ever bitched about the flu shot never bitches about the flu shot again because I have always I've gotten my flu shot every single mm-hmm. year I mean and nothing medicine, has yeah. ever happened and no. if you get sick it's because it's coincidence, truly. It's not mm-hmm. even <laughs> as hardcore as this COVID vaccine. But um, I'm hoping it just makes it way more norm so that this is not a worry either. Because, man, I can remember just a few years ago, we had a really bad flu year. And my uh, everyone in my family has winter birthdays. And we tried to have a winter get together for my poor littlest. And literally everyone could not come. Melody, you came with Henry because um, you were not sick. And I had one other friend who came with their little boy. And then literally the next day they called and said, we found out we have the flu. We hope you don't have it from us. <laughs> we didn't. But Jesus. And they had gotten shot. But one of them, their son um, is allergic to the flu shot because he's allergic to eggs. And so like, just like with COVID, I don't think I've heard a lot about COVID reactions, but I'm just saying like, you get the shot because it's always helping others. Duh. I don't know when we became this country that's always me, 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 me. And now right. I sound like I'm 90, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Like I look around and I'm like, who are you? To be like, well, I don't want to be inconvenienced by the flu shot. Shut up. Well, I am, I'm going to be wearing a mask every winter. Uh, here mm-hmm. on out. I loved not getting a cold, yeah. not getting seven colds. I loved not even having to worry about the flu. <laughs> I loved it. i never, every winter, I hope masks make a comeback. They're well, so fabulous. About this. As an educator, you know, like sometimes some of our jobs, it wouldn't be easy. Like it's like being on stage all day, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you talk and interact all day? I don't know. I don't know if I'll be weird later, but I think- Yeah, but of your students, can you be like, hey, Ethan, I see your nose is running. Why don't we just mask up today? 
Because <laughs> you're um, nasty, and I know you're licking your snot, and I know you t- wiped it across your hand, and then you touched everything in our damn classroom. How about no, Ethan? Put on a mask. You're seven, and you can handle it. We can't. Kids are so gross. Yeah. Oh, they're so gross. Um, well, and we do know, have, have to love them. But- we do have this economy dependent on children going to school so maybe we could like make them less infectious wouldn't that be wonderful yeah um i would i would venture to bet melody that both you and i are still going to get more colds and stuff next winter even if we mask in public because our children are going to give us germs because they won't be locked down anymore but it can't be quite the same like god even like that's true stomach bugs we've had children Oh my gosh. Yeah. When Henry, um, my oldest started going to school, I was like, what, why are we all sick in this household? Oh, right. Cause you're at school. Ew. <laughs> well, April, I am glad you are protected. I, it makes me feel you're not fully vaccinated yet, but you will be soon. And it just makes me feel more at ease because teachers have been in and all of the support staff have been in high risk situations since the moment those doors opened for every school in the state. Mm-hmm. And I've been worried about everyone. I still worry about places that I think are slipping through the cracks, like um, state office buildings. Those people mm-hmm. are interacting face to face with the public and they can't even force a mask because Rick right. won't let them. Yeah. And, um, and they're not getting vaccinated necessarily if you're a normal normal uh or even if you have a risk factor but you're younger than 65 you haven't gotten your vaccine um people in other public facing institutions like public libraries and things they're getting slipped through the cracks even though our other you know things say like grocery stores they can get vaccinated now homeless shelters food process transportation i mean i think it's easy to fall how is that not i think it's easy to fall into the gloom and doom and, and I certainly like that. Those are all very valid concerns. I'm not trying to gaslight anyone to not be worried about them. But like, mm-hmm. also, we were told in January, maybe by like July, everyone would be va- like, ha- be able to get a vaccine. And now we're being told by May 1st. And we're being told like in May, we might start shipping vaccines overseas, because we will have so many vaccines. So I'm just and it is my guess. It's just a guess. I don't know for a fact, of course. But I think that the Biden team is underplaying their hand. Oh, yeah. I think when they say May 1st, I think they can actually do it faster, but they don't want, they can't be wrong because the political hits will be too strong. So I think they're giving us very conservative estimates. And I think everyone is going to be eligible for a vaccine sooner than May 1st. It's just my guess. I am not, this is not a fact, (laughs) but that's my guess. And I am just very, that is only, it's mid-March. That's, the end of April, that's only a month and a half from now. Um, so, you know, I know there's groups left behind. I know there's inequity. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But at some point, it doesn't matter because yeah. it is what it is. And we are so close to everybody to... getting eligible. And just, I... we just, it's it sucks. But like, I am just really like, we're almost there. We're yeah. almost there. Which is also why it would suck to get it right now. Oh, gosh. Wait eight more weeks just don't go to a restaurant just don't go to that party just don't just don't I've even noticed in my own 
like personal self risks I was willing to take, like hanging out at my mom's house in the fall, although I didn't see her all of um, the holiday season because we were in red, but back when it was orange, I was willing to hang out with my mom and we would, you know, and it was fine. And I would take that risk. And now I'm like, I don't want to take any risk. We're so close. (laughs) No, all the risk is too high now because we're so close to the end. I can't afford it. The risk makes sense if this is going to go on for years, but it it doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah. I do hope we start shipping vaccines out. There are a lot of countries around the world that are going to be, they're just being left behind in this vaccination dust. And the problem is like variants happen everywhere. Right, right. It's a national security issue to vaccinate the world. It's a national security issue for sure. Well, April, we'll carry on this week. Carry on. Good luck. I know your spring break is over, so have (laughs) fun. That is really a sick twist to do spring break and then spring ahead with the time change. That's so sick. You've been sleeping in and then suddenly they're like, boom, get up even earlier. (laughs) There's actually, um, I don't know if it'll have any traction or not because that's the Senate and all, but actually like a Republican in the U.S. House um, has put out a bill to make daylight savings times permanent. And I'm like, a Republican? Always do that. What? Somebody well, always does it. it. Keep it, it never goes anywhere. I never anywhere, thought a Republican but... would. <laughs> no, I think it's um, it's a bipartisan. There's a lot of support for it. It never goes anywhere, but I think every session somebody brings it up. But we'll see. You never know. All right. Have a good week. Nighty night. Bye. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. You can support us on Patreon with a $5, $10, or $20 a month donation. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com.